Welcome to the Connecticut Criminal Law Podcast, brought to you by Ruane Attorneys. The answers you need, the privacy you deserve. Each season tackles a different area of criminal law. Now, to your host, Jay Ruane. Hey there, it's Jay Ruane. Once again, attorney Rob Fontaine will be talking about the diversionary programs in Connecticut. Take it away, Rob. Hi, I'm attorney Robert Fontaine, and in this season of the Connecticut Criminal Law Podcast, we are looking at diversionary programs in Connecticut and how they can help you resolve your case without the cost and risk of a trial. Diversionary programs in Connecticut are not guaranteed, and depending upon the facts of your case, they may or may not be the right way to resolve your case. But today we're going to take a look at the pre-trial drug education and community service program, more commonly referred to as DEP. The abbreviation DEP can actually get a little confusing in this instance because the current program, the Pretrial Drug Education and Community Service Program, is actually an updated version of what used to be two separate programs. The Drug Education Program, which would have been DEP, and the Community Service Labor Program, both of which started in the 1990s. The educational part of this program is designed to inform defendants of the lasting effects of drugs on health personal relationships, and behavior. DEP also allows individuals to learn and grow, as well as providing an opportunity to dismiss the charges against them. If the court finds a defendant to be eligible for this program and grants them the program, the defendant in this case will be evaluated to determine what the proper treatment and services that they require are. The defendant's treatment and progress will be supervised, and if all requirements are completed, the charges against the defendant will be dismissed in this case. Defendants who are potentially eligible for this program include those who are charged with the use, possession, or deliverance of drug paraphernalia, possession of a controlled substance, or possession of less than half an ounce of a cannabis-type substance. The defendant must also not have previously participated more than once, in the pre-2013 drug education program, the pre-2013 community service labor program, or the current version of DEP. The defendant must submit an application to the court to participate in this program. Along with this application, they must submit a $100 application fee and a $150 evaluation fee. The court will then seal the file from the public and the state prosecution will have an opportunity to offer an opinion to the court on whether they believe the program should be granted. If the court denies the application, the file will be unsealed, a plea of not guilty will be entered, and the case will be placed on the trial list or assigned for further prosecution. If the defendant is ordered to attend the drug education program, the defendant must pay a $600 program fee, whereas if the court orders the defendant to attend the substance abuse treatment program, the defendant must pay a $100 program fee. The court may waive part or all of any of these fees if an affidavit of indigency or inability to pay is filed and confirmed with the court. All of these fees are non-refundable. The defendant must agree to a tolling of the statute of limitations, which allows the state more time to prosecute if the program is not successfully completed. The defendant must waive the right to a speedy trial here. 
The time will vary based on program requirements, but it will not exceed one year. Also, the defendant must agree to accept placement in a treatment program and complete participation in that program. The defendant will then be referred to the Court Support Services Division to confirm their eligibility. They will also be referred to the Department of Mental Health and Addiction Services for an evaluation and determination of appropriate drug education and treatment. Alternatively, they may be referred to a state licensed substance abuse treatment program for that evaluation and determination as to drug education and treatment for a third time application. If a defendant is a veteran, the Department of Veterans Affairs or the United States Department of Veterans Affairs will be notified for their evaluation. Veterans in these cases are considered those who were discharged or released under conditions other than dishonorable from active service in the armed forces. Once eligibility is confirmed and evaluations are received, the defendant will be placed in the program and referred by CSSD to the proper program placement. Only licensed facilities in compliance with state standards are allowed to provide treatment related to this program. As part of this program, defendants must also participate in community service. First-time participants are required to complete five days of community service, second-time participants must complete 15 days of community service, and third-time participants must complete 30 days of community service. The time for the drug education program shall not exceed one year. If the defendant is ineligible or fails to successfully complete the program, the court will then unseal the file, enter a plea of not guilty, and prosecution on the case will proceed. After successful completion of the program, the defendant may apply for dismissal of the charges, which shall be granted by the court after verification of program completion. If the defendant does not apply for dismissal, the court may make its own motion and dismiss the charges upon receipt of program completion. Upon approval and dismissal, all records of the charges will be dismissed, and the court may extend the placement period for a reasonable time at the participant's request to allow the participant to complete if good cause is shown. CSSD will retain records of the defendant's program participation for 10 years. Practically speaking, if the court does not have a motion from the defendant to dismiss the program, they will almost always take it upon themselves to dismiss the program so long as it is successfully completed. I hope that this helps you have a better understanding of the pretrial drug education and community service program and how it might help you with your case. If you would like to speak with an attorney about your situation, please contact my office at 203-925-9200 and subscribe to this podcast. I'm attorney Robert Fontaine. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to the Connecticut Criminal Law Podcast. For more information or to get a free consultation for your criminal law questions, visit us at RuaneAttorneys.com or call or text 203-925-9200.